0: Welcome to Wonders of the Universe with Daniel Gaifman. In today's topic, I walk you through the history of the black hole, how they form, and some types of black holes. I chose to talk about black holes because they are a very fascinating part of space, and could possibly hold the key to the beginning and end of the universe. What is a black hole? Well, that is a very good question. To understand what a black hole is, you need to know a bit about space-time. Now. Space-time is a representation of how the four dimensions, length, width, height, and time, work together. It can be used to describe gravity, as how space-time curves represents the amount of gravity. A black hole is an extremely dense region. As such, it will have a lot of gravity. That means it will have very deep space-time. But a black hole isn't just a very dense region. It is so dense even light cannot escape it, and light is the fastest possible thing in the universe. It is believed that black holes are so deep they actually create a hole in space-time, and nobody knows what lurks beyond the hole. The first solution to general relativity of a black hole was found in 1916 by Karl Schwarzschild. But it was not until 1958 that the modern interpretation of the black hole, a region from which nothing can escape, was first published by David Finkelstein in 1958. Stephen Hawking theorized that Cygnus X-1, a very dense region of space, was in fact a black hole. He was proven right in 1971 by several researchers independently. Cygnus X1 is the first black hole discovered by humankind. There are four main types of black holes. Stellar, intermediate, supermassive, and miniature. The most common black hole is a stellar black hole. It is formed when a large star runs out of fuel and collapses under the ever-present force of gravity. It collapses in on itself, forming a black hole. Assuming that the star has a mass about of our sun, It would need to be two to three times the size of our sun to be big enough to collapse into a black hole. The intermediate black hole, however, is not very interesting. There are very small miniature black holes and very large supermassive black holes. The intermediate black holes are just the ones in between. They normally range from 100 to 1 million solar masses, but the range varies depending who you ask. The supermassive black hole is one of the most interesting. These are the huge black holes, the giants that form in the center of galaxies. The official range is 1 million to 1 billion solar masses. There are only a handful of confirmed supermassive black holes, but they have been conjectured to exist at the center of most galaxies, including our own galaxy, the Milky Way. Most supermassive black holes form because a lot of matter at the center of a galaxy merges into one another and collapses again under the force of gravity into a huge black hole. Another way they can form is if multiple black holes merge together into one huge black hole. The last type, a miniature or micro black hole, is very interesting. It is essentially a black hole smaller than a stellar mass. It was first characterized in 1971 by Stephen Hawking. They are rather interesting because they can have some relations to the beginning of the universe. It is entirely possible that such primordial black holes formed within the high density environment of the early universe. They also have some relations to multiple dimensional theories such as string theory that deal with more than four dimensions. Black holes have lots of relation to the beginning of the universe. For instance, it is believed that the universe itself originated from a black hole in a very explosive event called the Big Bang. In this early, hot stage of the universe, it is believed some micro-black holes could form. Black holes also have relation to the end of the universe. There are many possible theories for the end of the universe, but one of them, the most popular, is the Big Crunch theory. It says that the universe came from a black hole, and it will, at some point, stop expanding and collapse back into a black hole. And also, there is the ever-present idea of an insanely huge black hole swallowing the entire universe, although that is extremely unlikely while the universe is still expanding. Now, you might be wondering, is a black hole actually black? And that is also a very good question. A black hole is not technically black, it is just hidden very well. Because it is so dense that light cannot escape from it, the black hole emits no light waves. This means that it is not visible. It's like looking for a black cat in a dark basement. The cat is still there, you just can't see Now you are definitely thinking, how can you see a black hole? Again, because it emits no light waves, you can't see it. You can only tell where it is by the effects. If you see a lot of stars and space dust rotating around an object you cannot see, you know it must be a black hole. Now, I will talk a bit about what happens inside of a black hole. Inside a black hole, some very weird stuff happens. Because, as we previously mentioned, it creates a hole in space-time, so you might think that the matter would just fall through the hole to another dimension or something. But the problem is that our math predicts that some black holes rotate. And black holes rotate with so fast that they create centrifugal force, which basically acts like the anti-gravity, pushing objects out. So you can fall into a black hole from the outside, spaghetti-style, but once you hit the event horizon, boom, you would face a wall of infinitely energetic radiation. The entire past history of the universe blasted into your face in less than a blink of an eye. But then the black hole itself would be destroyed. So having an event horizon on a rotating black hole sows the seeds of destruction for it. But rotating black holes do exist, so something funky is going on here. We actually don't 100% know what goes on inside a black hole, and we might never know. Now, I will talk about some particle accelerator experiments. The most notable accelerator currently is the Large Hadron Collider in Switzerland. It collides particles together using magnets to draw them into each other. There are some worries, however, that the Large Hadron Collider will possibly create a black hole that could swallow the Earth and doom humanity. Now, visions of huge black holes rising out of the ground as a seething mass chasing you might pop into your head. But that is not what will happen. The black hole would be a particle-sized microscopic black particle because if the mass of the earth was compressed small enough to be a black hole it would be about only a centimeter wide. It would form when the particles smashed into each other collide with such force that they form a black hole. As such they would be rather tiny but they will grow. Here is a scenario taken as an excerpt from The End of the World with Josh Clark episode 7. Because the black hole would lack the escape velocity of a cosmic ray, the black hole would be held fast by the gravity exerted by the Earth's mass. About every half hour, the black hole would oscillate between the Large Hadron Collider and a point on the opposite side of the world, somewhere off the coast of New Zealand and back. Inside the Earth, the black hole would grow over time. But exactly how long that process would take depends, as does everything, it seems like. On the correctness of one of the unifying theories that combine relativity with the standard model. One of the things that is so unsettling about the theory of Hawking radiation, that a microscopic black hole will wink right out of existence just as fast as it's created, is whether Stephen Hawking is right or wrong, black holes still pose an existential risk, meaning a chance of wiping out humanity. If Hawking was wrong, and there is no such thing as Hawking radiation, Then a microscopic black hole could stick around and eat the world. What would a black hole eating the Earth from the inside out look like? It would be tiny and invisible, because light cannot escape it, but we would be able to clearly see the effects it had as it tore our planet apart. One of the defining traits of a black hole is, of course, the intense gravitational force it exerts on matter around it. Black holes are more than capable of pulling matter literally apart, and as it does, it releases enormous amounts of energy. That violence produces extremely high temperatures, and all of that hot, torn apart matter becomes trapped in an orbit around the black hole. Eventually, that matter falls past the event horizon, unable to escape. Particles that the microscopic black hole encounters in the quantum world would be among its first victims. But as it grows over time, the black hole would eventually get big enough to devour whole atoms. And as the black hole grows, so too will its strength. The more it increases in mass, the more of the Earth it will draw into it, and into that gaseous stew of hot matter. In summary, black holes are a very interesting part of the universe. There are so many cool things, and so much more to explore. I might dive deeper into black holes in a future episode, so stay tuned. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. If you have any additional questions, or would like to be featured in another episode, you can contact me at dgafman.27 at tarboot.com. Or you can reach us at our Twitter slash Instagram slash Facebook handle at universe underscore wonders underscore podcast. Goodbye, and I hope to see you again in a future episode.